girl. Welcome to Soul CEO, a podcast for women who know they're destined for more. I'm Lindsay Mango, and I'm going to show you that you can have it all and teach you how to get it by becoming the CEO of your soul, life, and business. Let's get started. Hello, how are you guys? Welcome back to another episode of Soul CEO. I am so excited to be here because you guys will see when you see this episode pop up that I have a guest. And you guys know that like I've actually never brought a guest on. So that means that the woman I'm bringing on today is just going to blow your mind. I wouldn't be bringing her into this space unless I knew she was just going to like totally blow the lid off of your all's mindsets and your perspective and everything. And she is just really amazing. I met her in a mastermind that I'm a part of, and I've just been really like blown away watching her do what she does and what she has built like a multimillionaire. So I'm so excited that we have Kayla Craft, the creator of Mommy Millionaire on today. Welcome, Kayla. Yay. Oh my gosh. I didn't know I was like the first one. Now I'm like, I feel the pressure. (laughs) No, I would, I wouldn't have decided that you would be the first if I didn't know that you would deliver. I've seen, Hey, you know what? Pressure makes diamonds. So bring it. I'm ready. (laughs) So good. Awesome. Well, Kayla, how about we start off and tell a little bit about like your background and your story? Because I think, you know, like we come after we just recorded a podcast with your audience. So we come from totally different backgrounds. And I think it's so important for people to see that no matter where you come from, like you can create amazing success. So I'd love Mm. to go back to where it like all started and, you know, what got you to where you are today? Well, it all started in a little tiny town called Bakersfield, California. (laughs) (laughs) So I have to share that part of my story in the beginning because it's so important for people to understand why I'm so driven now today. I was raised by a single mom Mm -hmm. and my dad was in jail most of my life. And so you can imagine being a female and it's your dad was a college athlete who was sounded like he was very involved in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, so I had a dad that wasn't. And so, you know, that's the number one person that is supposed to love you, make you feel safe and make you feel protected. And I didn't have that in my life. And so I don't know if there's any women listening in today that had that gap missing, but what that caused me to do was become very, very driven to prove myself at a very young age. I needed to prove that I was worthy of love, right? And that was like my little mindset, you know, being Mm -hmm. super young and not being able to understand life and people's choices yet. Mm -hmm. But I was like, okay, you could not love me, but I'm going to make everybody else in the world love me. Mm -hmm. And I know for a fact, there's probably a woman listening in today that felt that same feeling, right? And so they looked for love in all the wrong places, looked for validation from other people. I mean, I did all of those things. Mm -hmm. And I found myself at 21 years old. I mean, obviously I'm bypassing a lot of the story, but I found myself at 21 years old, married to my husband, Chase, and pregnant with my first kid. And I was working as an ER nurse. And, um, you know, that made me feel really good about myself, that I was able to become a nurse by age 21, have a child and give it all the love that I never had. And, you know, things were going great until they weren't going great. I was 23 
working as a charge nurse, having my second baby. This is a theme, okay? So <laughs> it's going to be a theme. I, you guys are going to have to guess how many kids I have. Uh, <laughs> so 23, pregnant, going, okay, you know what? Like, this is great. I'm making a six-figure salary right now. You know, my husband's doing good. I'm going through all the motions. We just bought a beautiful home, and I'm not happy. I am not happy. If I could trade places with these nurses that have been here for 20 plus years in the ER, like I would be miserable and super mm -hmm. overweight and probably divorced. So something has to change. Mm -hmm. And I was introduced to network marketing. And, um, you know, okay, this is little Kayla that takes the bull by the horns who has something to prove. They said that you could become a millionaire if you sold these protein shakes. And I was like, game on, let's go. And everybody thought I was crazy. And I didn't care because again, like when you grow up having the number one person that's supposed to love you, not love you in, you know, in the right way, mm -hmm. uh, when other people make fun of you and other people don't believe in you, like it's, it's like, I, it's no big deal, honestly. And I just made six figures in about six months. Mm. And then I was like, okay, I want to be a millionaire. So then less than three years later, I was a millionaire. And then I was like, look, it's always like a theme. I'm like, ah, then I was like, all right, this is great. New challenge. Let me start my own brand and monetize it. And let me, um, let me impact more people because I felt really limited in the network marketing community. Because mm -hmm. like it's, I mean, and I know you have a little bit of a network marketing experience, mm -hmm. but you know, it's like you're, it's not a cult. I don't even want to say it's a cult, but it's like, you know, you only talk to people in your company really. And if you're mm -hmm. talking to people outside of it, it's like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I hated that. I was like, don't put this rebel in a box. Like I, <laughs> I have been in this box too long. And so I was like, I got to start my brand. I got to help all the people in the world believe in themselves. And, um, we started mommy millionaire and now it's a podcast. We have events and we do a lot of coaching and it's amazing. So here we are on this podcast today and oh I have three gosh. kids. So <laughs> freaking amazing. So I'm just curious, are you, is your network marketing, it's still running? Is it something that you're actively growing? Like what was that transition like? Yes. Okay. So I still collect a paycheck mm -hmm. and I do not actively build a business. I haven't for the last two years. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the hardest decisions in my life. And I teach a lot about opportunity cost. Okay. Mm -hmm. And if there's any network marketers listening in right now, I love you. But I also want you to perk your ears up a little bit. A company is only going to tell you the things that will serve them best. Okay. And of course, they're going to tell you don't build a personal brand because they want you to help them build their company, right? Like that's what's going to help them more. And I was like, I cannot do that anymore. And I was getting a lot of, a lot of heat from leaders in the company. Literally, the owner of the company was having a problem with me building my personal brand and helping people and monetizing outside of the company. And opportunity cost is this right? You look and see what revenue am I missing out on if I continue to focus over on this opportunity, okay? Yeah. Um, and I noticed that, hey, I've sold over $500 million worth of health and wellness supplements for this company. And to date, like at that moment, I had only made about $3 million with the company. 
And I was like, okay, that doesn't make sense here. Like, mm-hmm. yes, it's great. I've made a great business experience. Like I wouldn't be as successful today if had I not had that experience, right? Mm-hmm. But I was like, it doesn't make sense if I have that capability to sell and build like crazy. If I were to focus all of my effort on my own brand, right? Imagine what I could do for my family. Imagine what I could truly do for my family. And so that was when I was like, I'm going all in on my own brand because Mm -hmm. I can control everything, you know, and like I really, at the end of the day, that will really be me paying my own paycheck. Mm -hmm. And so I went all in, but it was really hard because like, there's these people you've been with for a long time that say that you're family to them. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you want to support your family and do what's best for your family. Okay. No, we actually don't like you anymore. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that you shared that. It's, I didn't get $3 million into my network marketing company, but for me, I had built a team and it was a really hard decision because you definitely, you know, you bring people in based on the vision and, and then like making that transition, I I had to go through and I'm sure you did, especially with how big you built it, like a lot of fear around letting them down and feeling like I sold them into something that I was no longer into. But Something that helped me was just realize, and I'm sure it was the same for you, was realizing what was best for me was best for everyone. That like if I wasn't passionate about it then anymore, it wasn't like all in, then I was actually not like serving them as a leader either. So I think that's so inspiring that oh you yeah. did that. For sure. 100%. I think that I, I tried to keep my toes wet a little bit and I would like try to keep doing team calls. But what mm-hmm. I found was like, girl, like you talk about poison. Like I used to always talk about poison coming into my team, like, you know, Mm. bad fruit and it ruining the whole team. And I was like, oh my God, I am that person now. Like I have completely lost all hope in this company and vision. I got to get out because these people still see it. And all I'm doing right now is being a poison to them. So I have to remove myself. It was what was best for them at that moment in time. And so that's what exactly what a leader does is they're going to do what's best for the people, not what's necessarily you know, best for your ego at the time. Mm-hmm. Totally. Oh my gosh. Love it. So good. Okay. So something I want to go back to that I think I connect a lot with personally, because I think oftentimes our ego latches on to whatever we need to like prove our enoughness with. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, like, even though I had a very different story, achievement and like being the best is what created enoughness for me. And I, there are still moments in my, like in my life where of course my purpose is always to serve this greater purpose and help and impact people. But if I'm not aware of it, you know, where I can get back into that feeling of, I've got to prove my like self, I got to achieve so that I can be worthy. And so I'm just curious about, you know, and, and it serves, I probably served both of us and, and to get where we were going, but I would love to hear you like expand a little bit more on, what that process looked like of letting that go or if it still is something that kind of creeps into your world and how you manage that? Mm, Such a good question. So a little backstory. I had somebody who had became almost like family to me. That was a downline of mine and she left the company Mm -hmm. and it caused me to do a lot of like inner thinking. Now at this point, I was already a millionaire in the company, was making great money, had a huge team, but I had a little more time on my hands to ponder life. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I was like, why does this hurt me so bad? Why does this hurt me that she would leave? And I really had a hard time getting over it because this was like, it's crazy. I was 27 years old, but at this moment before that, 
anybody that left my life, I'm like, oh, whatever. Bye. Bye, Felicia. Because again, that was my defense mechanism for life because of my dad, my childhood. And so this one stung. And I was like, okay, what is going on with me right now? And I couldn't get past it. I hired a coach. Mm -hmm. Hence, like why I believe in coaches so much Mm -hmm. because a coach changed my life. I hired the coach and he said something so powerful. He said, Kayla, you know, up until this very moment, you've been a bulldozer in business and I want you to be a Ferrari. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, mm-hmm. I have been a complete bulldozer. Like if you were either, if you were in my way, like you were going to get ran over <laughs> and like, it, you know, plain and simple. And because totally. for me, I was like, I will be a millionaire because my kids are not going to live the life that I lived like plain mm-hmm. and simple. Like I was just so hungry and I, and I don't have any regrets about that moment. And people probably go, oh my God, like I wasn't necessarily like the nicest person building a network marketing business. I was very mm-hmm. like cutthroat, like, mm-hmm. you know, say yes or buy, <laughs> which I am not recommending <laughs> this, right? Like I always teach about my failures. So it got me to a certain point, but I was not happy. I was so sad that this person left. I had to face myself in the mirror for the first time in my life. And what I found was, oh my gosh, this whole time, little Kayla that was heartbroken by her dad at seven years old has been running the ship mm-hmm. for this whole entire time. And what got me here will not get me to where I truly am destined to be. Mm-hmm. And I had to you know, look at it and go, okay, the lens that I look at life through is that I am not enough, which I kind of heard from you. That's mm-hmm. your lens probably, right? So you're mm-hmm. proving. Mm-hmm. And so now every time I look at a certain situation in my life, I always know that first I'm looking at it through the lens of I am not enough because I don't think that ever necessarily will go away. Yeah. I think it's a universal fear for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just, you become aware of it. And I'm like, okay, now that I know that that is the lens, I'm going to go through a seven step process. I teach everybody this, that my first business coach ever taught me of how to get through it and to move on and to realize that I'm already enough right now, that that is just a story I'm telling myself. Mm -hmm. And in reality, we're all just doing the best we can with the resources that we have available to us in this very moment. And I mean, that is so So freeing because I know I'm not going to get mad at myself because sometimes that's what we could do. Like, you know, especially if we're in this personal development world, why am I still feeling like not enough? Why am I still feeling like I need to prove? And instead of just looking at yourself, like, like you were like a person that's standing on the other side of the room, watching yourself going, Oh, Mm -hmm. that's just, that's just your pattern. And that's okay. Have grace on yourself. That's who you are. Watch yourself go through the little fit and then step back in to the body and say, okay, knowing all of the things I know now, big Kayla is in charge. And this is how we're going to go about our day today. This is how we're going to build our life today. Knowing that I am enough. I am worthy just because I am right. Mm -hmm. I don't have to do anything to prove it. And my story that I tell myself now is that the more I'm myself, the more money I make. The more I am myself, the more money I make. And the less I work, the more money I make actually too. So Mm -hmm. those are the stories that I have embodied because before it was actually, I have to prove myself, the harder I work, the more money I will make. Mm -hmm. And then I found myself burnt out, almost divorced. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's always about the stories and you got to change them up from time to time. 
Yeah. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. I, I love how you talked about how, like just the fact that you like have made friends with it, like that it's just there. It's like a part of it. And I think it's a part of being human and how you just have learned to recognize when it's showing up and kind of push it to take a back seat and yeah, I- drive the car. I hate, oh my gosh, you want to know something that really bugs me? I don't know if you do this, but you know, it's okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, I'm not judging you. Yeah. A trigger for me is when people call themselves like their inner critic or the mean girl inside of them. I think there's a book on that. Mm-hmm. Or like they like act like there's a devil on their shoulder. I'm like, do not like say mm-hmm. that out loud. Like, why would you say that? This person is your friend. Become allies with the people, with the former versions of yourself, with that person inside of you. Like become friends with that person. Make them your greatest asset. You know, my business coach used to call our mind the drunk monkey. And at first I was like, oh, I can get behind that. Right. I can get behind that. And now I'm like, actually like, no, I don't, I don't want to say that out loud. Like, no, because again, our subconscious mind can believe, you know, this can believe whatever we tell it to believe. So Mm -hmm. now I always just call that like little Kayla's taking over and I love you. I always picture myself giving her a little hug when she gets her feelings hurt. I'm like, it's all good, girlfriend. We got this big Kayla's in charge. I'll t- I talk to myself all day throughout the day. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I do yeah. too. I actually have called it that and I call it, I call it mind drama, but that's a really great point. I mean, that's an awesome perspective because I do think the biggest lesson that I've learned at, at each level of growth, because I think somehow in our minds, we still think like, when I get there, then this stuff won't happen. And I think mm-hmm. the biggest lesson this past year was like, no matter how big I go, like, I'm still a human and I have a human mind, which means that this stuff is going to be there. And I think I love like this idea of kind of making friends with it because it's going to be there for the journey and we don't have to like remove it from our world. Well, it's like, don't make yourself wrong for being human. You're a spiritual being having a human experience. So of course this is happening and it's happening for you. So good. Awesome. I love it. So I, I'm going to turn directions a little bit. I want to talk more about like you help so many women in business and in life. I mean, just with like all of the things. So I'm curious, a lot of the women in my network have just started businesses and you've been there multiple times, right? Cause you started a network marketing business and you started this other business. What do you feel like is the difference between someone who makes it and someone who doesn't? Resilience. Mm, love that. Mm-hmm. And how do you feel like they build that, right? So somebody listening to this might be like, I don't, you know, I've quit a hundred times or I don't have that. Like how does somebody build that resilience? Well, I mean, that's, if that's your story and you're sticking to it, then that's all you'll ever be, mm-hmm. right? So it's just being aware of the stories that you're telling yourself and then reframing them into something that will serve you. The mm-hmm. other day, my son, I talk about him so much in my podcast because he's a total, he's an athlete like you were, Lindsay. Mm-hmm. So it's a mind game. And totally. the other day he goes, well, I've never gotten a hat trick. So I just don't think I can get a hat trick. And for those of you guys that don't know hockey, it's when you get three goals in a, in a game. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, if that's your story and you're sticking to it, you're never going to get a hat trick. And we were making goals for 2020. He said, I want to get a hat trick this year. And we were like reverse engineering it. Like, okay, well, what are all the things that we can do to help you get a hat trick? And the number one thing that Chase and I are working on with him every single day is walking him through a visualization of him getting a hat trick. Mm. And then obviously like he's taking more action. You know, he's already practices like three to four hours a day already. 
but he's like telling himself a new story. We even recorded his voice talking to himself about what it feels like to get a hat trick after the game. And, you know, those are things that every parent should be teaching their child because that is the stuff that will change their life and help them go next level and blow your minds. But Mm -hmm. that's exactly what we need to be doing to ourselves, right? So if, if you want to have a successful business and if you want to be persistent and resilient, then record a voice note telling yourself that 300 times and put it on while you're sleeping. That is like the most important time that people don't realize your mind doesn't go to sleep when you're asleep, right? So feed it something new while you're sleeping. Mm, so good. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And it's so fun to hear you. I mean, we talked about on the episode we recorded on your podcast about kids. And I, I love hearing that because I've always thought about how do I want to infuse what it's like as a mom with this work, right? Like, just like you said, they're always going to have lessons that they need, you know, to learn themselves. But I love how you're implementing what you teach the world into being a, a mom. Like, of course, Yeah. Like we said, it's our legacy, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, visualization is so huge to me. So Chase and I walk our kids through visualization every night before they go to sleep. And because all of our kids are athletes, it has to do with right now. That's what I I always ask them. How do you want to feel when you wake up? And they say excited, you know, and I'm like, okay, well, what makes you excited? And they all say something to do with sports. Mm -hmm. It's the cutest thing. So we'll walk them through a different visualization each night. We just make it up and we're like, close your eyes all right, you know, you're walking on the balance beam and you just did a, you know, backhand spring and then they, they're out like a light. And I'm like, ah, this makes me so happy. So (laughs) good. Oh my gosh. I love it. So I'm going to kind of take this along the direction like of being a mom because I'm not a mom obviously, but for moms that are listening, you know, maybe they're hearing this and they're like, oh my gosh, like I haven't been doing that. Or, you know, how do I implement this more into their world? What do you feel like is important for them to know or realize? Hmm. Yeah. So it's never too late. It's never too late. I learned from my friend Drew Canoli that, and he doesn't have kids yet, but he gave me this idea to pay our kids to read books. So Mm -hmm. we do that. It has to be a chapter book. So that way they know that you actually make money by reading. We want to instill that. I'm so not huge on school, like whatsoever, like two of my kids are home today. (laughs) I'm bad, but like I'm huge on reading and like growing as a person. So I want to instill that. That's one thing that you could do that most kids get excited about money. They'd be like, heck yeah, I'll read. Right. And then the next thing you could do is just teaching them, teaching them right away to make their mind their ally. Everything in life is a mental game. And I shared, I'm going to share another story. I shared this with my, I have like an academy I teach about NLP and all the ways of how to be a lifestyle strategist. And Mm -hmm. one of the things I taught was that they did a study a couple years ago of a basketball team and they broke up the basketball team into three different groups. Okay. Mm -hmm. One of the groups was just continuing the same practice schedule as normal. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the second group added a couple more hours of practice each day. And then the third group didn't practice at all for an entire week, but sat in a room together and visualized all day long about making baskets, you know, having winning games, like all of these things. All they did was visualize. Mm. And then they tested this basketball team to find that – The first group had no change in performance. The second group, the one that practiced a little bit more, had a slight change in performance. 
And the third group had a 40% increase in performance. So visualization is so powerful. Your mind has to see what is real, what could be created first. Okay. Mm. And so if you could teach your kids this power by, you know, put on a visualization in the car for them, you know, like do certain things and talk to them about why it's important. Give them studies, tell them that exact story I just told you to get them on board with trying something new. And once they see that it works, like Cooper sees all the time that it works for him. Mm -hmm. Right. And so he continues to do it. He's hungry for more of this type of stuff because he continues to make goals and become a top athlete. Right. Mm -hmm. So your kids are excited and they're little sponges and Mm -hmm. you don't have to overwhelm them. But I would say visualization is huge. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And I think like the biggest thing is like, you're an example too, you know, like oh, you're doing wait. the work. <laughs> I constantly. forgot about that yeah. part. <laughs> you're doing the work constantly. So I think also it's like that in itself is so huge, but I love how you like visualization with kids. I never even like thought about that. That's so brilliant. I just made a post on Instagram the other day. I mean, how many times have I said that on this podcast? Wow. Okay. But <laughs> I love it. it was about like, you know, my son was running a mile on the treadmill And I took a picture of it and I was like, if you feel pressure being a parent, good, because you should, right? They're going to do what you do. Well, the only reason he gets on the treadmill every day is because he sees me get on the treadmill every day. No matter how tired I am, I'm getting on the treadmill Mm -hmm. and I'm running. Like Chase and I are always doing something to better ourselves. Mm -hmm. And you're right. Like they will do all day long what you do and they will do a third of what you actually say, right? So good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. And I think it's also the same whether if you, if the listener, if some of the listeners don't have kids, like it's the same with your audience and your clients. So yeah, I love it. It's all kind of goes over all areas of life. Okay. So one thing we're going to transition a little bit because, you know, your brand is mommy millionaire and you obviously crossed over the multi-million dollar, you know, benchmark. So I'm curious, like, what was the hardest part about getting over that like million dollars or multi-million dollars for you? Um, Okay. There's such a great secret to be shared here. And it's the one I resisted the most. I was stuck at like $800,000 a year for a while. Mm -hmm. And the thing that helped me the most was getting help. Okay. And when I was in network marketing, the help was just like, okay, let me get a housekeeper. Let me get a VA. Like, let me get little things like that. Now, when it came to Mommy Millionaire, I built it into a seven-figure brand in a year. Mm -hmm. And I did that by myself because I had the experience, okay? Of course, I had an assistant. But in order to pass that mark, the number one thing that has to happen is the death of the entrepreneur and the rise of the CEO. Mm -hmm. You have got to build a team to help you go past that mark. Like, I don't know anybody that goes past that alone. Mm -hmm. All right. Because you have to learn how to work in your zone of genius more often and hire other people to do the other things. Because as an entrepreneur, like, I mean, I'm the one that first built my website. I was the one that was first blogging and doing all those like little things. And I thought in my head, well, why would I pay somebody to do this when I can do it Mm -hmm. myself? And actually I'm going to do it better than everybody else. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was bottlenecking myself because of course I was tired. I was doing all the things that I shouldn't be doing. Mm. And what you need to do is focus on what only you can do in your business and hire parts out that 
can be hired out, right? And mm-hmm. like right now I have this thing. I'm like, okay, if it's not a $6,000 an hour task, I'm not doing it. We're going to find somebody else to do it. Even if like the business can't necessarily afford to do that right now, in just two weeks, we're going to prove that the business can afford it because we'll show that this new employee will move the needle in our business. And if it doesn't, then we're going to, you know, slash their hours or something like that. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. So good. So then my question is, we have a lot of people who aren't even, you know, at the trying to get over the million dollar mark who are listening. So let's bringing that down to like, let's say they're trying to get to six figures. What, who do you think is the most important person to have on their side or their team? Or do you recommend that they like keep it slim? Oh yeah. You don't need anybody to get to six figures. You need yourself. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that you are your worst enemy until you're your greatest ally. Right. And so six figures has to be just a stepping stone for you. I truly believe six figures is a stepping stone. Um, because I like to push people to dream bigger, you know, make it a bigger mark for yourself. Like if you're your first year in business, be completely unrealistic. Like if you're like, I want to do $60,000, that's cute. What if you said, (laughs) what if you said $250,000, right? What if you just said that and you start to believe all of the things that a $250,000 income earner thinks and Mm -hmm. you show up like that person right now. Okay. I guarantee you, I mean, test it out. Just test it out. Test my theory that if you start to do everything that that person does, you will get a heck of a lot closer than to $250,000. You might even surpass it, okay? But if you're just stuck on that like measly $100,000, you probably will hit $60,000, you know? Mm. So you got to go bigger. Like you have to go bigger. Like, please, please, I thank you. Oh, I love that. And don't be attached to it. Like, you know, you could just say it, say it. Okay, this is what I'm going for. And then journal about everything that that person is, right? And I guarantee you, she's probably a lot different because she's thinking a lot bigger than you're thinking right now. And that's the only difference. She's not taking, you know, any different steps. I guarantee it. She's just thinking different. Oh, I love that so much. I always say like, you know, the only difference between somebody who charges like another zero on the end of what you're charging is just the difference of your thoughts. Like it's not about experience. So I love that so much. Okay. So I want to know, as we kind of close this out, two questions. What is the biggest thing you're like working through right now? Let's, I'll, I'll split them up so I don't give you too much. So (laughs) start with that. And then the next one. (laughs) I love it. Okay. So Biggest problem or like biggest like task I'm working on right now? Biggest like challenge. Yeah. Problem that you're, you're kind of coming up against. I love, I embrace them. Okay. I'll tell you, this is a unique one, but I think this is good because a lot of people don't talk about this. Mm. They, they really don't, but I want to just expand everybody's minds right now, but I'm playing in spending a lot of ad money right now. Mm -hmm. And it's this delicate balance Uh, You can't just like go and throw $100,000 at your ads and then think, oh, I'm going to get 1,000 people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I used to think, I honestly thought, oh, well, let's just spend more money in ads. But that's actually not it. It's like a delicate balance of like slowly increasing your ad spend so Facebook doesn't wipe your bank account out. And so it's really been a fun challenge to watch those numbers and learn that. I have an ads person that does all my stuff, but I'm dangerous enough, right? Cause mm-hmm. I, I love my money to work for me. Yeah. And so I think that's a challenge right now is because I'm going into a launch period where I have this huge goal 
and we have the money to spend in ads to make this goal happen, you, you know, realistically. Mm-hmm. And, but then my ads guys like, actually like, no, we can't spend that amount because it doesn't like, they will just shut you down. Like it's not going to work. And I'm like, mm-hmm. so frustrated. So I'm like, okay, what else can I do to hit that number? And you know, like, it's just a whole lot of things. It's really fun. It's really fun. Mm, I love that perspective because I think so often people look at like problems or roadblocks, either they stop there or they just kind of like sit in it and and not think like, okay, there's like 50,000 different ways to get around this. Like, how is this helping me become the woman that I need to become to Mm. hit that goal? Oh my Mm -hmm. gosh. So good. Love that. Okay. And then what's the one thing that you think everyone needs to know or like the one piece of advice you want to give, give them to take into 2020 since this is actually going to go out next week. So to take okay. into 2020 to hit their goal. Well, I think it goes back to what we just talked about with like setting your like number or whatever. You just have to realize that in order to have the life that you want, that life is already out there for you. Like every opportunity is out there waiting for you to uncover it. You just have to be the person that gets that life. And so, you know, people go, what more action can I take in my business? You know, like how many more people can I call? And I'm like, no, that's not it. Like that's what your ego wants to hear because it's familiar to you, right? To do more work, to work hard. Mm -hmm. But what you actually need to do is just work on yourself, change the way you're thinking and what's coming into your bank account will change. And I know it's like the most annoying thing to hear. I remember feeling like this when people would say it when I wasn't like, when I didn't have a lot of money. I'd be like, you're so annoying. Like, tell me exactly what I need to do, right? (laughs) Tell me what I need to do. But I promise you, like if you could just imagine yourself as a millionaire, and I always go there because I believe anybody could be a millionaire. If you can imagine what she's like, how does she wake up in the morning? How does she have conversations? How does she handle challenges? How does she show up on social media? How does she write her emails to her list, right? Mm. She doesn't do it out of desperation. She does it out of love and service and excitement. And she's just like pinching herself because she can't believe that she's actually here. Like she's so excited about life, right? Mm. And if you could just harness that energy in the morning time and then go out and do her because she is you, then everything will shift so much faster. Time is an illusion. So everything can happen a lot quicker than your mind and the world is telling you it's going to take. Oh, that's so good. And just so in line with like what I believe too. So I love that so much. (laughs) And I hope you guys are taking just as many notes. Like I'm just right, like jotting over here, some things that I need to remember myself. So I know you guys took so much from this. I want to know, Kayla, where can my people find you and connect with you? Yes. Okay. So actually, if they head over to mommymillionaire.co, I am actually giving out my best-selling book for free. It's called The Habit of Leading Yourself, and it's a one-year guide to becoming unstoppable. So every week I give you a new habit to implement into your life. And um, you can pick that up for free right now. It's a downloadable version. So you can just print it out and walk through it. And it's like, literally, it's the best thing that I ever did. And I'm giving it to you for free. So I would love for all of you guys to download that. And I want to be a part of your journey in just that little tiny way. So good. Thank you so much, Kayla, for being here. Like, truly, I'm so grateful and, and honored to have you. And 
Yeah. Thank you so much. And you guys, if, as you're listening, I know I talk about this all the time, but share this on your story. Like, you know, I think we both love Instagram. So tag both Kayla and I in your story. If you've found this valuable, give us a shout out because we are like truly honored, truly grateful. And just, you never know who in your audience needs to hear this, especially if you're growing a team or if you're working on, you know, attracting clients, they might need to hear this message too for them to take the leap. So love you guys. Thank you so much, Kayla. I'm so grateful and I hope you have a beautiful week. Thank you. Love you guys. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Soul CEO. If you are ready to take this work deeper and you want to bring your dream business to a reality, I wanted to make sure that you knew that Mango Magic Business Academy was available to you. Head to lindsaymangocoaching.com forward slash mango magic. Or if you don't have a business and you are ready to bring your dream life to a reality and know you are meant for more, my Mango Magic Life School is also available. Go to lindsaymangocoaching.com forward slash mango magic life school for all the details. These programs are both life and business changing and you get access and coaching with me to walk through the modules and ask questions and get support to make your dream life or your dream business or both a reality. I love you. I can't wait to see you in there.